Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shears, a pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this program to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614. 888-226-7614. You can also find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can sign up for a consultation. You can shoot us an email, whatever uh, you, know, you prefer to make contact with us. Uh, I'm just here to help you uh, in regards to your financial stewardship. Now, the last couple of episodes of this podcast, we've been talking about a series called The Final Tithe. The Final Tithe is a, is a concept, biblical and structure, that includes the kingdom in your estate planning. Now, my, my first podcast on this particular subject was just establishing the ownership of God over all things. That... You know, we may be good stewards our entire life, but for whatever reason, because I, mostly because it's a worldly concept, that you must leave everything to your children or to to human beings, versus uh, including the kingdom on your way out. Okay, in my opinion, that is theft. It's still God's. Why? Why do you say God? You own it. God, you own it. God, you own it. And then at your death, saying, "Nope, I own it, and I'll give it." To whoever I want. I just don't believe in that in that philosophy. I believe that we should include the kingdom uh, in our estate planning, in our beneficiary designations. And I'm not saying that everyone should be giving, you know, 50% or 10%. Or It really depends on your family structure. If there's a small business involved, everyone is different. But the idea or the concept should be included in a believer's estate plan. Okay. The last episode, I spoke about wills. My opinion is a will isn't the best tool to 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 uh, utilize to facilitate uh, funding the kingdom. It may be the only tool available to you or that you need <clears throat> at that point. Yes, we would use a will. But there are easier and better ways to do that. A lot of this, this decision-making whether it's it's a beneficiary designation or uh, distributed through a will or today we're going to talk about trusts a little bit. It, it, it is a tax situation. What's the best a, a, a tax efficient estate plan that we can use that would include the kingdom? That it's really what it boils down to. Unfortunately, that's that's what it is. Uh, taxable versus non-taxable. You know, you would leave non-taxable money to, uh, you know, a child, you know, something that maybe had a step up um, versus a qualified IRA um, that that would be 100% taxable to the same child, but would be tax-free to, for example, a, a charitable organization. So I'll get into that in another episode as far as taxable versus non-taxable. Let's talk about trust today. So... 
I get a lot of questions about trust. Now, I want you to understand I am not an attorney. I've been a financial planner for this. Is, I'm, I'm in my 24th or 25th year. Um, I guess 25th year. So I've given a lot of advice uh, and and um, laid the groundwork for people to uh, include a trust in their estate plan. But you need a qualified attorney to put this into force. Um, when I say qualified attorney, what does that mean? Uh, not someone who does divorces today, uh, a, a, a wrongful death suit tomorrow, um, even though they may be fully capable. I, I really think that you need a specialist when it comes to, to an estate plan. So an estate planning attorney, and there are many out there. Now, here's the harder part about this. Finding a a an, an attorney, male or female, um, that will, will work with you uh, regarding your beliefs rather than give you a cookie cutter type of trust. And I have seen that uh, probably about 95% of the time. They, they just kind of fill in the blank with names. Uh, and I do not like that because it is not personalized. There's just a lot of stuff um, that kind of defeats the purpose of having a trust. So what is a trust? A trust, here, here's, here's a, a concept I'm going to give you. A trust is grasp beyond the grave. Grasp beyond the grave. You're controlling assets after your passing. Okay? And a trust, and there now listen, there are different types of trusts. The first two are revocable and irrevocable. Okay? Revocable means that you can change it while you're living. And irrevocable means that you cannot change it. Okay? Can't, can't be changed. Now, there are some considerations where, you know, an argument can be made in, in one form or fashion. But, you know, I hear, and I don't want to get too in-depth with with some of these, these legal uh, legalisms. Um, but if the, the revocable trust does not become irrevocable uh, at death, many times that could, could open... Uh, Parts of the trust open to to lawsuits, uh, to to uh, just some issues there. And I just recently dealt with one where the attorney did not make it um, irrevocable at, at the first death, uh, and the the person was was uh, subject to some lawsuits, and half of the trust was was kind of left open. Um, so you, that's what I'm saying. Use a specialist. Use a specialist. Now, the easy part of this, grasp beyond the grave. What, what does that mean? That, that means that you can, can, you can't control it for generations, right? Forget about that. That's not the purpose of being a good steward. The purpose of being a good steward and utilizing a trust, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there, and I'm going to go sideways on this for a minute. Does everyone need a trust? The answer is no. Absolutely not. But matter of fact, a very small percentage of people need need a trust. Um, <clears throat> I, I have seen traveling uh, trust caravans that do road shows of of you know trying to fill thirty or fifty seats in a classroom and telling everyone that they need a trust and and um, <clears throat> that one hundred percent not true. That is just not true. Um, so. You know, if you if you've been to one of those seminars and you you walk away thinking I've got to have a trust, <clears throat> you really need a, a second opinion. 
Uh, not everyone needs a trust. I've, I see people that have trust now that they just they didn't need them. They did not need a trust. You know, when I ask what was the purpose of the trust, well, I'm going to leave this to my kids. Well, you could have done that with beneficiary designations. <clears throat> there was no need for you know to spend a couple thousand bucks on a trust. There just wasn't. Um, so, <clears throat> what? When I say grasp beyond the grave, why would you need grasp beyond the grave? A special needs case. So if you if you have a child that that has special needs, uh, there are types of trusts, uh, special needs trusts in particular, that would care for the child after your passing, and it would kind of designate how things go. I have recommended trust use whenever there is a child that has addiction. Okay, whether it's it's uh, meth, whether it's alcoholism, the last thing you want to do is dump a bunch of money into an addict's lap because you know as well as I do where that money is going to be spent. Uh, l- let me give you that scenario. <clears throat> so there was a, a particular instance, and, and, and this had a happy ending, uh, where a woman had one child. Uh, she was widowed, worth a considerable amount of money. Um, and she's like, I just cannot leave all this money to my child. I don't want to give it all away to charity. You know, I would love to give it to my, my, uh, child, but he's a meth addict. So we sat down, uh, her attorney, um, and myself, and we devised a plan where there were <clears throat> required your, your urina- uh, analyses by a non-related trustee. Uh, in this case, it was actually a friend at a bank that on her passing, it would have, it, the trustee could have uh, stepped in at any time and required a urinalysis. Once the child would pass through urinalysis, they would start receiving income, not a lump sum, an income from the trust. You know, six months or a year down the road, the trustee could at any time step in and require another urinalysis. If the person... Uh, failed the urinalyses, the income stopped, and they would have to go through another series of three urinalyses before uh, they could receive income again. Um, we've done that in, in a handful of situations with alcoholism. Um, and <clears throat> believe it or not, the first story I just told you ended well. The, the woman is, is still living, but her her child uh, kicked the habit, uh, you know, praise God, and is now uh, travels um, uh, around the, the United States talking to people about the, the horrors of meth addiction. It ended very well. And he's very responsible, got a great job, got a great family. It ended well. And it, it wasn't the leverage of the trust saying you can't get any money. <clears throat> it, it just ended well. So that's just an example of, of what you could do. because A, a trust is very pliable. All right, you could do specific things with it. Um, I, I I see people <clears throat> use a trust to follow a bloodline, saying that you know only natural uh, uh, bloodlines of my name. For example, my son and my son's children and my daughter and her and daughter's children, and it would exclude in-laws. It would it, it exclude steps like stepchild. You see what I'm saying? It would follow a bloodline. I'm not a fan of that. You know, I have 
a stepchild and I have grandchildren from that stepchild that are no different than my own children. Right. I, I raised them. Um, matter of fact, you know, I, at, at times I'm closer to my, the grandchildren from my stepchild than I am my own bloodline. You know, it's, every situation is different. I, I think that, that is an ownership issue, <laughs> uh, that someone says, well, you know, I'm going to do, do this and, uh, you know, I'm going to make sure, uh, my daughter-in-law doesn't get a dime if they get divorced. You know, that, you got to look at the, the core belief of what's causing you to say that, uh, that, that is, it, you got to be careful because there, it, once again, is an ownership issue regarding the money. You know, what would God want? You know, what, what if, uh, let me just give you a scenario here. If you, if you followed that concept, he said, only my bloodline is going to get this. Well, let's say that, um, you, you pass away and you, and you had that, that kind of ridiculous, uh, uh, thought process and your son suffered from a, a terminal illness for three or four years and your daughter-in-law, who is not bloodline, quit her job to take care of her dying husband, gave up everything, and at death, at her husband's death, she got nothing uh, from the trust because you said only bloodline's going to get it. See, you know, that's, that's just a scenario. So you got to be very careful when you start saying, you know, the the it, once again I would say it's an ownership issue. It's you know I it's my money and I'm going to dictate where this goes. When in reality it's God's money and you're just a steward of it. You use what's best. I think avoiding people with addictions and alcoholism, uh, people who have spending problems. There's the other one, and people don't want to recognize it. Is someone who is in debt their entire life, never has a dime to their name. And now you're going to leave them uh, a six-figure amount of money. Where, where do you think that money is going to go? It's going to be gone in six months because they had no value on it. That that might be a situation where you say income only, right? I'm not going to dump this. You know, I'm going to set up a trust uh, that pays out $500 a month forever, okay? You could get really uh, um, energetic and, and flexible and creative with these different types of, of, of ideas within a trust. But it really needs to be a special situation. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I came into the business uh, out of law enforcement. Um, my dad finally talked me into leaving uh, the law enforcement field because I'd been sued for se several times for excessive use of force. Uh, my blood pressure was, was very, very high. And when he brought me in, he, my dad had been a financial planner for 32 years. <clears throat> And he was really, uh, he, he probably knew more about trust than any attorney I've ever met because my dad did financial planning for farmers. Um, and back at that time, there was a, a an estate tax or a death tax and, and, and how to be creative and to avoid paying the death tax by using or leveraging life insurance and that kind of thing. So that really doesn't exist right now um, where people are trying to avoid the estate tax unless you're, you know, considerably wealthy. Um, and, 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 you know, a far, many farmers are, but we don't, we don't have as many trusts now as what we did back then, I think, because, you know, the, the, uh, I think it was George Bush, in fact, uh, that, that pretty much did away with the state tax and it kind of, 
it, it increased every year and then kind of uh, grandfathered uh, for a, 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 an A and B type of a husband and wife estate. So I, it, it, you know, speak to a, a qualified attorney about that issue. If, you know, if you're worth 13, 14, 15 million dollars plus, uh, because then you might be in a situation again where there, there may be some issues with uh, a tax. But for the most, most case, majority of, of Americans don't have that issue. Okay. But once again, you could be very creative. Uh, I, I really think that, um, a trust is a pretty good vehicle, uh, to, to include the kingdom in your final tithe, uh, whether it, it be through, uh, a, a income from, um, trust holdings or whether it be through lump sum, um, <clears throat> because you could, once again, you could be pretty specific on how it's done. You could say, you know, I don't want to give, uh, a uh, hundred thousand dollars to this charity. I would rather, uh, give, um, $500 a month for the next 20 years kind of thing. You could be creative with it. Now, remember it, it just like any gifting it's, it's, it's the process where God is, is, is looking at our heart on why we did it. But if we, if we try to maintain too much control, we're, we're basically saying, God, we don't trust you with leaving a lump sum to this charity. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it, you can, it, it's, it's thin ice. I personally would, would just myself, I would just say, you know, I, there's no reason for me to stretch things out from a charitable standpoint. God, I, you know, it, my intent is to help this charity and, and, you know, what that charity's cause is, whether it's, you know, feeding the poor or clean water projects or providing health care to, you know, whatever, or, um, you know, biblical translations through Wycliffe or whatever it is. I would rather say, God, it, it, I'm going to donate uh, through this charity uh, or, or through the trust to this charity. Uh, it's your money, God. I'm just simply trying to make the best decisions uh, and be obedient in my stewardship. And God, you got it from here. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, God will either bless it or he won't bless it um, as far as what that money does. Uh, you, you've got to be really careful about uh, trying to judge the characters of where the money's going. You know, where, where you say, well, you know, I don't, maybe, maybe you know, they've got a change of, of, of uh, uh, board in, in this particular charity. And I don't want to, I don't want them to start taking 30%. Less. You just got to be really careful about those thoughts. Right, because they're negative, and that's that's kind of like that's Satan slipping in to the process, and it's exactly what it is. So, you know, pray through it. You know, what are you wanting to accomplish? Well, who are you trying to help? You know, what is it that's making you smile? Include your family in the decision making, so that they understand. You know, is there is there a perfect percentage? I like to start at ten percent. You know, to the kingdom. You know, if you're worth a million dollars, two million dollars, saying, "Listen, um, you know, w w what do I do with a hundred thousand um, dollars?" And and you know, do I divide it, um, you know, among a couple charities? What what am I trying to do with it? It's it's actually a very enlightening and enjoyable process that you can actually do that. And then and then I would also say this: Why are you going to wait until you're dead to give it? Now, there's an answer to that. If you're not using it now, give it away now. That's called wealth transfer. That's not estate planning. That's wealth. Wealth transfers happens while you're living. Why would you not give it now? 
if you don't need it. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people who don't need it right now. All right. But if you're living off of it, well, if it's providing uh, income through your IRA, yeah, you give it, you know, after the second passing of the, uh, the, 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 the surviving spouse. So husband and wife, the husband passes, the wife continues to live off the IRA, the wife passes, then that's when you would give, right? Whole different, a whole different type of scenario there. So listen, I, 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 there's a lot to talk about about trusts. But let me give you just the core concepts. Number one, not everyone needs a trust. Number two, a trust is grasped beyond the grave. Well, you've got you've got a special need situation where you're trying to do something that you cannot do through uh, beneficiary designations uh, on your accounts. Okay, that that is not uh, is not a good idea to do through a will. That you actually need the the um, legal uh, aspect of a trust to do it. And then the trust needs to be developed or designed with your input based on your beliefs, based on your uh, your stewardship with a specialist who is, is uh, very um, good at estate planning and, and, and estate planning trusts, um, you know, as, as in-depth as they may be. If, if you say, well, I'm going to go to an estate planner, but they've only done uh, one you know, irrevocable, life insurance, irrevocable life insurance trust or shareable remainder trust, they've only done these, well, then go to a specialist specialist, right? You know, even, you know, even when you go to the doctor, if you've got a brain tumor, you go to a brain surgeon, um, you know, or an oncologist that deals with that particular thing. You go to a specialist and a trust, uh, you, you need to go to a specialist. With that being said, I, I hope that it didn't confuse you. I hope I, I hope it just opened your eyes a little bit. Number one, not everyone needs a trust. I would recommend a trust if there are some certain or certain situations in your life. Maybe, maybe you you have no surviving heirs. Maybe you were never married. Maybe you have no children. Uh, maybe you don't want to leave it to your nieces and nephews. It, the, the, that's you know another situation. Everyone's situation is different. There is no cookie cutter approach. All right, so <clears throat> I hope this helped. It's part of the conversation of a final tithe, including the kingdom in our state plan, in our state plan. If you have questions, feel free to give me a call, 888-226-7614. If you're working with an attorney and you'd like for me to get involved in the process, just just as your advocate uh, on, on maybe ideas to use or to recommend uh, to the attorney that is biblical in nature and, and kind of the, the conceptual idea of biblical uh, estate planning, non-secular estate planning. I'd be happy to do that as well. You can find my contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. Uh, shoot me a message, sign up for a free consultation. Listen, I want you to understand, once again, I'm not an attorney. I am your advocate, okay? So that you can be good stewards so that we're not making mistakes on our way out. So that we're not thieves on our way out, uh, you know, on our way to our, our heavenly home. So I uh, hope that helps. God bless. If you have questions, I would be happy to help you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website 
or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.